Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. It is almost time. Almost time. One day away mm, when this episode drops. That's right. Uh, yeah, conference. Are you ready? Oh, well, yeah, I'm pretty ready. You're not ready, I'm ready. You? Oh, really? Yeah, but, but um, I mean, I'm speaking in the future tense. I mean, I will be ready when this you drops. You will be ready. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if, if it was now, would yeah. you be ready? Uh, I could pull it off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel that same way. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel I could pull it off. Yeah, I could pull it off. But it won't be like... No. It's not ready. No, it's, it's ready. Well, no, I mean, it's 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 ready to, to sling. It's ready to slink. <laughs> so yeah we got uh oh man I'm so i got excited. some work to do this weekend yeah yeah actually yeah. after this i'm gonna go do some work yeah and Ooh. then uh yeah. yeah i got dg tonight when this recording why do you say it with your teeth grit my dg's awesome was that tony dopke's new house yeah nice super nice there you go but he you know i got the address and i pull up and like let's say the address was 452 right something like that and i look up and there's a big sign on this house and it says uh, like 1918 or 1927. I'm like, well, that ain't the house, even though it looks like the house. What did it say? Like 1927. You mean the it, year that it was built? Yeah, it was a historic home. Wow. I was like, well, that, that's a dumb thing to have on there. They're going to have it like the bigger than the address, saying 1927. I'm like, oh, well, that's not the right address. But boy, it looks just like oh, Tony's house. I, you were so confused, weren't you? Yeah. How, uh, conf- how confused were you? It took me a couple seconds. I drove past it and then I was like, wait a minute. All right, so not a couple seconds. Yeah. I drove past it, like like a house past it, and I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. It's got to be that. Mm. And I went back, got the tour of the new place. Nice. Yeah, okay, they okay. went from apartment living to a house, historic home Beautiful in Elgin, home. Illinois. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But now he's in Elgin, and you know what's in Elgin? Harvest. Well, why is that got to do? Because oh, he's got to leave? Because he's got a giant harvest tattoo on his forearm from oh, back in the that. day. Don't do that to him. Well, everybody knows because it's like blazing don't, out there all the time. He goes running to the neighborhood. Don't call well, him. I was out asking there. him about it. Yeah. And because I was talking about a friend of his that was asking me, hey, does Tony still got that harvest tattoo on him? And uh, I was like, yes, he does. But, you know, it's that's a luxury cover up expense. So I yeah, cost yeah, some yeah. money. And, you know, and uh, but now that they're in Elgin and everybody knows Harvest, he's like, uh, yeah, we're gonna cover that up because <laughs> I can't have people thinking I'm a part of Harvest. <laughs> Not gonna happen. So if you don't know Tony Dopke, uh, future church planter, um, a preacher, mm-hmm. his wife from missionaries in Nicaragua, and um, where where were they? Nicara- Nicaragua. Ah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and so they're uh, they want to plant in Elgin at some point, and you know Tony, under the, under the Harvest name. No, yeah. no, 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 no. And um, he. Uh, when he was a musician and working with Harvest uh, and a missionary and all of that, he got the the tattoo. And uh, yeah, he regrets that. Mm. I got some regrets on my tattoos too. So, Jimmy, do you have any tattoo regrets? Why are you doing that? I'm asking. I, I just admitted that I have tattoo regrets. What, what's your regret? Uh, the tribal, the '90s tribal. That's uh. <laughs> let me see it. Let me see it. Well, I'm all button. I can't. No, come on. Let me see it. Let me see. How am I gonna show you? you? You take it off. Okay, you take off your shirt and I'll show you mine. All right, fine. Go. Okay. Why? <laughs> I'm not falling for that. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a few, like, you know, they, uh, just, I would say about half my tattoos. I really? You regret different. half? No, I don't regret, oh, do but different. I would, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, no. do different. Yeah, yeah that, that's not the same. A little bit of a regret. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Regretish. Regretish. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're going to we're gonna dip into the mailbag here. We got to talk about some, some eschatology. Damn, Thursdays stuff. are becoming mailbag episode. Well, you know, uh, I was going to have us 
talk about something else, but it would require you to uh, read two long articles. And I knew we didn't have time on short notice for you to do that because you're working. Wow. I love how you and throw me under like no, that. No, no. I just no. said, because you're cool. working. Because you're working. Cool. Because you're working. Yeah, yeah. Not cool. because you're playing video games. I don't play video games. I, that's what I'm saying. Like I was back. I, I, was, I, I, I had your back. I don't play so video games. So we will get to those articles. Fine. Next week or and so. Speaking of which, I've already read them. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. You've read both articles. One of them. Okay. And you, when you say you read it, you mean you skimmed, skimmed it. it. Okay, there I we go. I looked for the headings. Sure. I looked at the headings. So you read Dwight's <laughs> first or you read Tom's? Tom's. Okay. So we're going to get into that stuff. Mm-hmm. But not today. Today we're going to re- jump into the mailbag. We got... Um, you oh, start you can't. Us oh, we can't. So yeah. Eschatological weirdness. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. That, that, he's literally That's reading literally, what the guy says. Yeah. yeah. How are we to make sense of all the rapture dreams, prophecies, visions that are flooding YouTube from fellow Christians? How would you respond in particular to family members who are diehard pre-trib? Love the pod. Mm-hmm. Redacted. Well, sometimes I put redacted. When I copy and paste the email into the notes, I put redacted so that you don't say what it says. Because sometimes you'll share like last names when you shouldn't or okay. whatever. Yeah. So love the pod, redacted, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you have his name. Yeah. You can say his first name, Jared. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what, what did you read It doesn't matter. It's just not important stuff. Stuff that doesn't help the flow of the, of the, <gasps> you know episode. what? Uh, uh, it has to do with me. It has to do <laughs> with me. Yes, it does. It has to do with Nothing important anyways. So let's talk about what, how we make sense of these things. Uh-huh. How we make sense of rapture dreams, prophecies, and visions that are flooding YouTube from fellow Christians. Now, okay. Are you done over there? Did you delete it? Nope. But we don't have time for you to find it. You're not going to find it. Why would I find it? I don't know. <clears throat> All right. So can we can we go yeah, on keep now? Going. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, because no, I'm going to start. No, this is what no. always happens. I start talking, and then you talk <laughs> over me, and then we like the whole thing is is lost. Jimmy's feverishly trying to find it. I'm trying. Why can't I find it? Okay. Can we focus now? Oh, here it is. Uh-huh. Found it. Mm. Oh, love the pod, and the fofo is the best. <laughs> wow, I can't believe. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah. how did he forget the name? Yeah, next time I won't put redacted. Name? I'll just, I'll just, I'll just uh-uh, leave it out of there. No, mm-hmm. that's that's cheating, Joey. Okay. And Fofo is the best. All Thank right. you, Jared. Mm-hmm. Thank Jared. you. Uh, so, how do we make sense of all these rapture dreams, prophecies, and visions? Well, they make about one cent. Uh, if you're talking about cents, um, Joey. <laughs> I, I, how do we make sense of it? I'm, I'm not really sure what Jared means other than I would say that, uh, I wonder if he's asking like, do, well, how do you treat that? Like, how do you respond yeah. to that? Uh, cause obviously individuals are, I mean, okay. Obviously there could be some that are just plain lying sure. about their experience, right, right, right. but I think there's some that, that truly believe that they oh, are yeah. receiving dreams, prophecies, visions. Yeah. I, in, in general, um, you know, historically and in the Reformed tradition in particular, but not just in the Reformed tradition, um, we have the sufficient revelation of God in his word. Um, we don't put stock in dreams and these prophecies and, and visions mm-hmm. uh, because either they are going to contradict God's word or they're simply going to say what God's word says, in which case they we are don't necessary. Need yeah. No, we don't need them. <laughs> it, it is like, so they're, 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 they're very curious at best. And I think when you look historically, anytime there's turmoil, anytime there is a lot going on, or if there's just a weird date coming up, uh, people start or to too much up. pizza. Yeah, yeah that, that can happen too. That can happen. Too much pizza and wings. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll 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 have some visions. I Jen made this uh, cinnamon bread for a small group last night. She made mm-hmm. two loaves, but I ate a half a loaf before we left, and uh, 
Yeah, that was not good. That was not I good. Had too much sugar and yeast, and mm. uh, I felt sick all night. But anyway, um, did you have a vision? Uh, no, no. But things were moving, like bowels. It wasn't the spirit. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. All right. So, um, how would you respond in particular to a family member who is a diehard pre-tribber? Mm. Yeah. So, do we need to explain pre-mill pre-trib to everybody a little yeah, bit? Yeah, why don't you do that for Steve McCoy that's listening in? All right. So, when you're talking about pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, uh, whatever, where's the chart? Where's uh, your chart? You, I, you yeah, usually I, have a I, chart. I, here. I burned my charts after I graduated from Moody. So, um, the tribulation uh, that people are talking about is the, is the great tribulation um, in the end before. Christ returns, and pre-trib means that Jesus raptures the church away before the tribulation so that we aren't suffering during it. Um, Post-trib means that Jesus raptures us away after the tribulation, um, but that's still not his return. His return comes later. Um, So uh, that's all according to a more dispensational hermeneutic interpretation of the prophecies. And the Left Behind series. Yes, that's where you would find that. it's 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 that is the equivalent. It's the Christian Twilight series. That's what I feel about the Left Behind series. Really, it's just as fictional, and uh, well, just as yes, cheesy. it's obviously just as fictional. Yeah. So, um, did you think like Robert Pattinson was a vampire? No, he's Batman. And secondly, um, Wait, I was, was he a vampire in there? I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, dang it! I hear that he sparkled though. But you saw you see the trailer for the Batman. I did not see the holy smokes. It actually looks really good. I was excited that Ben Affleck was going to be in it. And so uh, Michael Keaton. They're not. What? He's not in the Batman. Wait. The new Batman that's coming oh, out. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of, am I thinking of the Flash one? I'm thinking of the Flash. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking of the Flash. I don't care about that. Anyways, go ahead. All right, nobody cares. Um, so how do you respond? Well, be gracious, be patient. You know, if you think you're right and they're wrong, don't be a jerk about it. I, I tried that, and uh, you know what? How'd it go for you? It doesn't work. No, really? And, uh, people don't like that. Hmm. And you know what doesn't happen is they don't buy your view. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you yell and wag your finger at people. Oh, you, know, you make good points. Yeah, they don't go, you know, thank you for um, belittling me and making fun of me. I think I'm going to join you now. This this is the right side. Where I do I be sign on. up, sir? Hmm. Let me get your tattoo. I like the cut of your jib. Mm, indeed. <laughs> uh, so you be chill, be cool, and and look, um, you're not going. A person who is seriously pre-trib, man, that's that's not a Thanksgiving conversation that's going to change their mind. No, that's no, no. Uh, you're you're in for a, a long discussion about these matters, and you're going to have to go back to hermeneutics. So I would just say, you know what, uh, be chill. And uh, be kind and uh, don't be a jerk um, and don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Um, if, if the premillennialists are right and the amillennialists are wrong, then I'm wrong and uh, Jesus is still Lord. Not worried about it. Oh, and he, you know what? Hey, no suffering. If you're pre-trib, if you're pre- which ain't no, way. ain't no way. Revelation was even written to people who were in the tribulation, so it doesn't even, okay. Don't, oh, don't oh. All right, well, you know what? Oh, are gonna, you talking I'm, about apocalyptic literature I'm, for, I'm, oh, you are. You're talking I'm about how to, it's a, you know. I'm going to preach on Revelation starting mm-hmm. in 2021 if uh, the world doesn't fall apart first. All right, let's get into Are you the, going with like code for Roman Christians? Coded message? Code, no. Um, accountability or gossip from a guy named James. He wrote an email. 
And he said, hey guys, just finished listening to the, le- the latest podcast. The air date was 9-3-2020, and it raised a question in my mind. In the case of the elder who was verbally abusive to his family, if there was true repentance and reconciliation, i.e. confession of sin, godly sorrow, endeavor to change, granting of forgiveness, etc., wouldn't it be wrong for the kid or the child to tell his friend about this problem, i.e. gossip? Let's stop there for a second. Is it gossip for a child to tell their friend that their father was uh, abusive towards them, even if the father is repentant? No. Okay. Yeah, not necessarily. I, uh, I don't think so. No. I, don't, I don't think that. Now, if you're spreading this out and trying to hurt them, yeah. um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't think it necessarily qualifies as gossip. It could turn into that, but I don't think it necessarily does. No, no. And I think for, depending on the age, we don't like, cause there was a lot of information mm-hmm. we didn't know about right, that, right, right? right? Depending on the age, I mean, there's some processing that's going on, mm-hmm. right? There's some processing, there's some, um, maybe even just sorting through what's what's the next steps. How should I be feeling about this? How should I be responding to this? Yeah. I mean, even there's things with Michelle and I that uh, where I sin or she sins. and Mostly we, you. Yeah, we forgive each other. She forgives you, me. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to let Joe know about it, you know, and Joe helps keep me accountable and like, even helps me to sort through, like, how, how should I be feeling? Like, I, I forgave her, but yet I'm still, you know, upset about these things. Oh, and I said... No, so no, um, no, in, no, 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 no. <laughs> what? I was just no. going to say, he continues in the second mm, oh, paragraph. Yes, and he continues. And he said, uh, in other words, assuming there is forgiveness granted, not only bringing up that sin, but revealing it to someone who's neither part of the problem or part of the solution is in itself sinful. Maybe, maybe not. Again, they might be seeking some help, some support from somebody. We don't know the whole situation. That's one of the things that's so insidious about gossip. We potentially have a situation where this man realized his sin, was broken and contrite over it, repented to his family, sought forgiveness, uh, and was forgiven. And yet, not only is that sin still held against him, we don't know if that's the case. Uh, it's now made public, not public, shared with an individual, uh, to the point where the recipient is questioning whether or not the man is disqualified from being an elder and himself feels shame. Again, all of this sort of begs the question because we don't know whether or not the guy um, was really repentant. We don't know if the kids are safe. We just don't know. So I think what James is getting at is important, right? That we don't want to spread. There gossip. is a distinction that he's got that he's correct on. I, you know, yeah. That if if there is repentance, uh, then you shouldn't be holding it against them. Um, but we again, it's it, it's it's a situation which we just don't have all of the information. He says, granted, if there was no true repentance or forgiveness. It really hasn't been dealt with, and unless it has, perhaps it should be brought before the church because it's in violation of 1 Timothy 3. But if it has, this is exactly how reputations are ruined wrongly. Yes, of course. I, we, we agree with that. We, no one reputation should be um, uh, uh, destroyed uh, without cause. And um, you know, they, people destroy their own reputations right, b- b- with their actions. But I do think it's, it's something where... It, it, if we only have a little bit of the information, every every situation is is unique. In other words, so if um, if that dude was repentant and had confessed to his daughter or his son, and uh, they told their friend, I don't think it necessarily qualifies as gossip. Um, and it, again, why are they telling the person? What's the? Are they helping the situation? Because you're assuming they aren't. So. I think we do need to be careful. We need to be very careful about gossip. Gossip has ruined many a church and many mm-hmm. a reputation, and that is uncool. You know the, you know not to not to create more enemies, but um, 
you know, when the Me Too movement started, there was a lot of good stuff happening there, right? Like, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, say her name and, uh, and you know, you should take these accusations uh, seriously and uh, not sweep it under the rug and all that. that, that that's great. But it, it, it did turn into, at least in part, um, that any accusation made was essentially a guilty verdict. In, yeah, there was no longer innocent until no, proven guilty. No. I mean, even colleges, yeah. you know, in, uh, students, uh, male students would be kicked out. They yeah. were just already kicked out without even uh, the gathering of, of evidence and going through the proper, you know, in investigatory procedures. And that doesn't mean that you've got to investigate. you got to take every accusation yep. seriously, yep. investigate. And if there is any evidence, man, then you got to drop that hammer. you got to go hardcore on that. But um, so oh, we're going to get hate for that comment. Nah, I don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> really? No, no. Man. Tell us what you think about critical race theory and the riots. Uh, <laughs> not a fan of CRT. Uh, we gonna riots... talk about, are we going to talk about molar and CRT yet? When can we talk about molar and CRT? We'll, we'll talk about it whenever you want. All right, good. Yeah. yeah. I don't like CRT, but here's the thing. Like, it's C.S. Lewis. I'm not a big C.S. Lewis guy, but, um, but I've benefited from C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis made the point, like, listen, um, your opponent or your non-Christian friend, or a person of another religion, or a CRT advocate. Uh, they might be wrong in an argument that they're making or in their premise, but it doesn't mean that everything that they say is wrong. It doesn't mean they don't have any truth in what they say. Yeah. And I think yeah, it's yeah, important yeah. that, you know, when I'm listening to somebody say, like when I'm listening to CRT or a person uh, making an argument like, and we've talked about it before, uh, it's impossible to be racist if you um, are a minority. Um, like, okay, well, let, let's talk about that and let's explore the words and how you're defining them. And can anybody be prejudiced and sinful against people? And like, well, yes, they can. Like, okay, so now we're defining words a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think people need to do a little bit more listening, a little bit more listening, a little more careful listening. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, uh oh. What's up? Oh, what is this? I don't know. Confronting parents in their faith. You should read this one because it starts off good. All right. Hey, guys. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody's doing it now. Lots of S's. Uh, thank you for this podcast. It has been very beneficial to me and has encouraged me to pursue Christ, not only with my heart, but also my mind. Boom. I believe, hope that I have matured in my faith and understanding, and this podcast has been a much valued resource to me. Thanks, my man. Yeah, we're honored to be a part of that. Uh, let's see. I was raised in a family of faith and kind of just did what my parents did. Fast forward many years. My faith is my own and my parents theirs. Uh, my parents for a little while have been drawn to Furtick and watching his sermons. They attended a Bethel service and signed up for the prophetic prayer session. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know what that is, but that's what it is. Uh, oh, I, and I do. I, I know what that is. Uh, they told me about it and I expressed concern, but not much beyond that. And most recently, talked to me about how incredible an event was that was just held in their area by Stephen. Wait, he means Furtick. Okay. Stephen Furtick. You don't want to try and say that word. No, no. He, he, he means Furtick. Okay. Stephen Furtick doing a protest worship service with no regards to local mandates for social distancing, etc. Wait, wasn't that Mimi MacArthur? Yeah, <laughs> MacArthur did the same thing, but okay. Okay. Anyways, I don't mean to name drop to bash those people, but I know at best their teaching slash influence is questionable. So I'm asking for coaching on how to confront my parents in this, that I'm concerned and to point them towards truth with love and not come across too strong, but also point out the flaws in who they're listening to and following right now. Thanks. 
All right, Kyle. Thanks for the email. Very cool. You know, um, I have I have parents. Uh, well, my mom has passed away, um, but I so I have a dad now, and uh, but both of them came to faith later in Christ, and um, and even though they were ready to follow me because they were late to the game, and I mm-hmm. was you know a, a pastor, uh, I think the principle still applies in that uh, you want to model for them a healthy faith and yeah. you want to share with them a healthy faith and see how they respond to the mm-hmm. important central truths of the gospel uh, of theology proper of ecclesiology you know um share with them your excitement about the truth that you know Furtick and others wouldn't affirm see how they respond to those biblical truths because what you might find is is they're going to respond very well to you and they're not going to they're, they are not yet making the connection between, you know, uh, one pastor's heterodoxy um, and and your orthodoxy. They just mm-hmm. might not be doing the math right in their head. So the more you're sharing teaching and often just sharing like what you're excited about is a good way to introduce your parents uh, to sound doctrine uh, that you're not being combative. You're you're sharing what's exciting in yeah. your life. Yeah. So I think that's one place to start is share what is fresh, uh, what's exciting to you, see how they respond, and that gives you a place to go from there. Yeah, I mean, I I do have family that is, uh, you know, I'm concerned about more on the Bethel side. They don't really know much about Furtick, uh, the individuals. uh, But as far as Bethel, they're, I mean, they go to those, what you're talking about right there, they'll drive down for like long weekends, you know, uh, for a Bethel uh, prophetic prayer session, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and then they'll tell me all about it and everything. And they like to go to the conferences. So they're big on the whole Bethel thing. Right. Bethel's big. Um, and so it's it's difficult, right? Because you, you navigate this line, at least I feel, where I it's like I love you so much that I don't want you to believe in something false, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I love you so much that, I, that I, I, I want you to know the truth. And I also love, and I love God. Mm-hmm. I love God and feel like, when I'm hearing these things and the stuff you're talking about, I'm like, it's really just against, it's not really glorifying to God. Mm. Right. And it's not true. And it's not, it's not faithful and it's not biblical. And it's, it's outside of what, what true worship is, is, is of our God. Right. So, and then you, 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 I have that. And wanting to maintain a voice, right? Now you were talking about it earlier, Joe, uh, on, on one of these other questions about, uh, you know, you can go in there guns blazing, right? And, but you're not going to win people with that argument, right? You're not going to win people to your side. Um, and in, in the end, I mean, when I'm even talking like that, that, that sounds so arrogant, like I'm going to somehow convince them because we all, we know it's the spirit of God mm-hmm. uh, that does the convincing of individuals. Um, so when I do hear, they share those stories and they share their what they're thinking and what they're believing, uh, I always kind of point back to scripture and, and the stuff that I can affirm, I will affirm. Right. And the stuff that I can't, I'll say, well, I, I I'm confused on this. Let's, right. let, let, let's rest right here on this. Yeah. I'm confused on this. Uh, cause as I, I how do I, how do, how do you reconcile that with what the Bible says about this? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll give them that opportunity you know, like, cause I feel like the onus is not on me to disprove them. The onus is on them to uphold what they're saying. You know yeah, what I mean? No, totally. Like, I think the onus is on the other individual to back up scripture and verse, uh, chapter and verse, what, you know, from scripture, what it is that they're believing in. Totally. And if they end at the point of, well, and sometimes this happens with charismatics, right? It's like, 
Well, I mean, there's there's like this fresh revelation. I go, well, that's where we're going to have a big disagreement. I think that I think that's a dangerous ground to come on to, mm. to that you're standing on because what you call fresh revelation, I call false revelation. Yeah, that's good. And um, you need to understand that that this is our only revelation. This is the personal work of Christ found in Scripture. This is our end all be all. And if we can't discuss here, I, I I'm scared for you because you're looking at something outside of that. Yeah. You you made a really good point here, which is, you know, we're trying to build a bridge in the conversation um, to these issues, right? So sharing something that you're passionate about, some important theology uh, could be a place to start. Or what Jimmy said, uh, sharing points of agreement, right? And so like, we'll use Furtick for an example. Um, if he says something that's true, and he certainly does, uh, or you can just affirm like he is a gifted communicator. Yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. knows how to get your attention and make you listen. That is a gift. I wish I was that good of a communicator. Mm -hmm. So do I. So everybody does. <laughs> um, so you can start with that stuff. And then I, th I think it's really good because a point of agreement gives you then a point to say like, so here we agree, but now here is the challenge. Cause and I think too often we're, we're always looking for that point of disagreement. Mm -hmm. Like when someone's talking, we're looking, oftentimes people talk yeah. about that, right? Like when, when someone else is talking, you're already trying to combat them. You're right. already trying to find how, what your point of argument is going to be mm -hmm. against them. And you, when you come with that posture, uh, then there already seems like there's no, there's no willingness to even listen. Right. And there's no willingness to converse. Right. Yeah, totally. And what I want them to know is I hear you. I understand you. I just disagree with you. And I disagree with you because this is what scripture says. And I'm going to go with God. Yeah. Like I'm going to go with scripture rather than this, what you're talking about. And you could even say like, listen, I'm not telling you, you need to hate this person. It's not the point. The yeah. point is, is like you have a responsibility of being the best theologian you can be yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. to have the strongest faith you can. And so we need to evaluate this. And so like, you know, I have some of my favorite authors. I don't agree with them on everything. Um, and so like, I'm going to disagree, like Pato Baptist. I disagree with them on baptism. Yeah, yeah. So like, and that's an easy one, of course, right? That's, you know, it's, it's not a, you know, there's still brothers and all of that, but you know, with these more dangerous movements, um, I, I think, uh, be kind, be gracious, but be direct, be honest. Um, try to understand. Don't be a know-it-all. Mm. All right, Jimmy, last one. Ooh, last one. On marijuana. <laughs> all right, go ahead, man. Good day, guys. Good day. Yeah, that's weird. No, good day. Okay, they got to be from well, good day, down under. But it would be good day, mates. I know, but they're they're good day, guys. So he's trying to maybe he's combining the down under with the up on top because they're really up on. And top. I was thinking like they must be down under because they're still using live.com. Yeah, I know. I uh, so I, <laughs> I, I did see that, um, which is funny because my wife uses live.ca. Oh my gosh. She is so Canadian. She is so Canadian. All right. G'day guys. I have a question I've been wrestling with for a few weeks and I would appreciate your answer and discussion. The question is in relation to Christians using marijuana, AKA pot, AKA the chronic. He doesn't say all that. No, it doesn't say that. Uh, for the most part, the church has been able to answer that question with the fact that it's illegal, so case closed. But now it's becoming decriminalized in more and more places internationally. With the decriminalization and even legalization, it has produced a market for different types of products that contain the substance, which don't necessarily make you stoned right away. Another argument against it is that you can't regulate how it will affect you like alcohol. This seems to be a hot-button topic when spoken about amongst Christians, so I thought you guys 
could cut through that and give me some solid insights, especially when I know you both have a history with weed pre-save days. Ha ha. Cheers, guys. Look forward to hearing your discussion possibly on the podcast. Well, here you go, Jimmy. Here it is. Talk about the pot. All right. I like, I like how you're sitting back. Yeah, you well, got this, Jimmy. Okay, well, Joe, on the last episode, said <laughs> it is illegal. It's and that illegal. he Well, no, you just said it's horrible. And, and what'd you say? It's a sin? Nope. What'd you say? Okay. Do I have to go back and uh, I, yeah, you you're over, have to you, go. you overstated it because yeah, we were riffing. I think I, I think I said something like it was wrong, but I was uh, yeah. So I am in disagreement with Joe. Yeah, well, you're not in disagreement. We're on the same. No, no, page. no. I'm in disagreement with what with I Joe. said. Not with where we're. I, I'm in disagreement with Joey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so long, long ago, we had this conversation, Joe and I, before mm. we before we even started this podcast. Oh yeah. The idea, the notion that you could see that it was going to be decriminalized, that mm. it was going to become legalized, and at that point. Like he just said, the church was able to say, you can't do it because it's a law of the land. Yeah. But once it's no longer the law of the land, it, to me, it, it's just like uh, tobacco and alcohol. It, it's in moderation. Personally, I'm not, I'm not anti-marijuana. You are so eager to get high. You are so and Jones I, and, and So I have not, <laughs> even though it's legal in Illinois. Right, right, um, right. And there's a number of reasons for that. But uh, one is like, I'm, I'm just not, you know, uh, but I'm not opposed if others are, right? Like if others do, you know, and we've talked about this even as a church, as an elders, uh, elder board, like if there's individuals within the congregation that um, are smoking pot, I don't find that as grounds of church discipline. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't either. Um, so like for us, it is, I don't, I'm not a fan. I mean, I smoked a lot of, not a lot, but I smoked marijuana back in the day. Mm -hmm. And um, I have no interest in smoking marijuana now, even though it's legal uh, or ingesting, you know, edibles or whatever. I'm just, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not interested. And um, I, you know, I certainly wouldn't want kids doing it because, you know, no. their brains are developing and all of that. It's just, it's not smart or safe. Yeah. Same uh, thing with, you know, tobacco and, and alcohol. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't like weed because high people are annoying and not funny and they think that they're funny. Uh, so that's my biggest argument against weed. That's your biggest argument yeah, is, is they're not comedically. Yeah. They're not, yeah, they're not funny. Yeah. Ironically, so when, it's a buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> so when Chappelle is on stage, he is not funny. No, nah, Chappelle's pretty funny. Oh, I'm, th I'm not, but he's a comedian. Oh. He's a professional. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. So there you go. Okay, there you you're go. not that, gonna get me on that. I'm not gonna get you on that. Um, so I mean, I guess uh, the way that the elders at Redeemer have talked about this is, um, none of us smoke weed. We're not pro weed. Um, but if it's legal and it's done in moderation, and people are not a danger to themselves or anybody else, we don't consider it a sin issue. We really consider it a liberty of conscience issue. Um. You know, people drink alcohol and, you know, abuse their spouses or children. They, they, they drink too much alcohol mm -hmm. and they, they, they kill a kid on a bike when they're driving. Uh, alcohol has the potential to be very, very dangerous and we're not against that. So, um, and I, I, don't, I don't buy the argument um, that uh, smoking some weed produces the same effect as drunkenness. I don't buy that. No, um, and, and I haven't experienced that. No, <laughs> we know the difference between the two and uh, they're not the same thing. You know, and, and, and hold on. Here's the other thing. Mm -hmm. I will say this. The, the, here's the one problem. Here's my one caveat is American weed is a lot different than what you get around the world. 
right? American weed is different than what you get in Jamaica. Uh, from what I heard, what you get in Mexico, from what you get in Canada, from what you get in Amsterdam. In, I don't know how accurate this is. No, I do know it's accurate. Mm. American weed is different. You can Google it. Okay. We do, for real, we in America, we have a gift of abusing God's gifts in such a way. Uh, now, yes, the English have us on binging, right? Right. Uh, but uh, um, it, it is different. The, our weed is different. Well, our weed is not like, well, hold on. I don't know about the uh, dispensaries. I shouldn't talk about that. I'm talking about... You know, back in the day when we were sitting there grabbing stuff and, and smoking that. The, all, the, the, the weed thing is very different today because the weed today is very different from the weed in the 80s. Yeah. So yeah. that's different. But, but, the, but today is different than what's out, what you get out in the world. It's different. So, okay, we're going to agree to disagree on that. Yeah, uh, in, it's in different. My, in my reading yeah. of, uh, and the documentaries that I've watched on this show that, uh, that globally we've been developing strains of marijuana that produce a variety of effects and a variety of intensities. THC levels are through the roof uh, for most of this stuff, um, but they're really good at sort of uh, dialing it in. The problem is, like was pointed out in this email, that it has different effects on different people. Yeah. So what affects one person in one way, that same strain and amount would affect somebody else in a completely different way for sure so you're definitely you know there's a there's a there's a risk factor there in, in doing it it's another reason like i'm just not interested mm -hmm. i don't want to have a weird experience um the only weird experience i want to have is jimmy and i fighting about cobra kai or something <laughs> so um wait while high cobra kai oh no i thought you said fighting while high i'm no, like no, no. Oh, what the so so we we think that um in general when, I, when i've been talking to the elders um it was Jimmy and I've been talking with the elders about all of this stuff. It is a liberty of conscience issue fundamentally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If somebody is um, addicted, if somebody is destroying their lives, then that's a problem that needs to be addressed, whether it's food, whether it's alcohol, whether it's marijuana. Yeah. But if it's somebody um, that uses it recreationally, we may not like it personally, but we don't have biblical grounds. And this really, for us, comes down to chapter 21 of the 1689 on Christian liberty and liberty of conscience. We would encourage you guys to read that um, and to not create man-made laws. And, you know, when you say like, well, you know, eating an edible gummy and uh, being drunk are the same thing. You're you're not speaking from a knowledge base. You're 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 guessing. You're you're really are guessing. So, um, yeah, uh, we don't. We're not overly concerned about it. Um, but we don't smoke weed. And I'm not against. You know, yeah. I'm not against. I'm not for. I'm not sitting here like it's like a. To me, oh, never mind. I'm going to go into something else. No, you're a libertarian. You're going to go all <laughs> decriminalize everything. <laughs> Jimmy wants to decriminalize sin and have in every form. No, you're basically Antifa. You're so Joey. Joey. Yeah, the only Joey. The only, what? That's too far. How is that too far? So why do you have that mask on right now? <laughs> Don't tell me it's COVID. How dare you? So, hey, thanks for listening to us until we talked about pot, and now you're going to unsubscribe, but it was nice knowing you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, But, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Diva or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. Hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later.